the locals loved it. It was, it was entertainment for the day, and going through Larry's River and the amount of cheering. And it had to be over 100 people on the bridge at Larry's River, and it was just like a Tour de France thing, and nobody was expecting it. So the pictures of Larry's River, people got all these fancy smiles going, because like, where did this come from? We are absolutely in the middle of nowhere. This is Voices, Stories of Change, a series of podcasts and interviews from Engage Nova Scotia. I'm Jeff Overmars. Throughout Nova Scotia, you'll find, if you look, people like Rob Carter, using the resources around them, their imagination and passion to bring communities together. On a particularly gorgeous, sunny and warm spring day earlier this month, I met Rob at his family home in Guysboro on a hill overlooking the ocean to hear about the Lost Shores Grand Fondo, a cycling event in the Italian tradition, a big ride he dreamt up that attracted almost 300 cyclists to the area last fall. With more than 100 volunteers, barbecued ribs, local beer, music, and the support of the municipality, Rob's created a unique draw for Guysboro, one that promises to grow in its second year. My name's Rob Carter. Uh, I live here in Phillips Harbor in the municipality of Guysboro. Not quite at the end of the earth, but almost. Um, in a beautiful part of Nova Scotia. And today's a beautiful sunny day, perfect day for a bike ride. It's just a year ago this month that we actually had the first conversation to do a Grand Fondo. And we went from April to September 10th. And it was slow at first, real slow. And then we caught a couple of breaks and all of a sudden the registrations came in and 300 people showed up. Apparently it originated in in Italy uh, and the phrase means big ride, but it's a wave that started to cover the world. And as I read up on more of it, One of the bike shop owners up in New Glasgow was telling me last week he's going to Sonoma in California to ride the Levi route, which every May I think gets 8,000 people to ride a Grand Fondo. And even in Canada, in Quebec, Ontario and BC, they they have multiple Fondos of two two to 3,000 riders. Uh, So we're one-tenth of that, but... um, that's the concept, is no competition. We're here for a fun ride. It probably appeals to a more middle-aged demographic. They're not quite as competitive. Um, so we try very hard to make it family-friendly and accommodating for every level of fitness, male, female, just getting into it, or the rock stars that can get around the loop in two and a half hours and make the rest of us shake their heads. We snuck some hills in that people weren't expecting, so we've, we've explained to people that that's our fault, and we're very proud of our fault. It's called the Necto Shedabucto Fault, and it creates this beautiful shoreline. Um, but we had one, one rider asked if we could change the routes to use more flat land. We don't have that road. We use every road in the municipality, in this end of the municipality. Um, so yes, we have rolling hills along the along Highway 16 and going back to Guysboro. Um, but this year's website has much better elevation profiles and more explanations of what to expect. Uh, so that caught a few people by surprise. Um, by the time you've done that 90-kilometer loop, you've climbed 3,000 feet over 1,000 meters. And it's, it's all rolling hills, but it still adds up. And at the end of three or four hours, people are feeling their legs are kind of sore. There's no rush. There's no race. So we want them to enjoy the scenery. At that time of year, there's a lot of migrating fish in the bay. So it's very common if you're riding along to see uh, one of the huge fin whales or uh, a tuna breach. 
and that's going on all the time along here. And some some of the vistas as you travel back up the shore are pretty nice that way. So this year we're adding Canso and the Tickle um, as another leg on the loop to it's a 120 kilometer route. Some cyclists eat up 90 kilometers and ask when the next ride is. <laughs> uh, the rest of us mere mortals, okay, well, 90 kilometers is a pretty good ride for me. The District of Clare uh, was first in Nova Scotia a year and a half ago. Um, so, Guysbro knew about the concept before I did. When I finally learned about it and went to them, they already knew what I was talking about as I proposed it. And Guysbro's pretty good about trying ideas that other people might not. They, they're very innovative in their thinking. So they went along with it. Um, and it went really well. Angie DeVaris is the Director of Recreation for the municipality and she was willing to take take a chance on on letting me put together an event um, and for the most part I, I, th I think it served the, the community really really well. But yeah it was only a year ago last week that we had the first conversation on this. Uh, but certainly the concept of a Grand Fondo was new. We were only the second in Nova Scotia. We did recognize that if you get in early and establish yourself as a good quality event, that you might stand out if the field gets crowded. Let's not be the biggest, but let's make sure we work the details, everything from greeters to really nice barbecue back ribs. Um, make sure there's a good selection of craft beers and live music. So we wanted to move very quickly, but have a very high quality event to try to establish Guysboro as we might not be as big as Claire, but we're a high quality event of the same caliber as Claire. And they're both in September, they're at opposite ends of the province. And for people that have finished the racing season, it's a couple of good events in September um, to see some of their friends and have some fun. Uh, the, the other thing we're doing this year is we're trying to be more welcoming of partners and family. So a lot of our promotion talks about um, activities for the non-riders. So we've got yoga classes, painting classes, historic walks, mackerel fishing. We'll even, and I've never heard of this before, but we will offer daycare ages 4 to 12 at the event site. I've never heard of a bicycle event doing that. But it's about using the resources we have and Angie and a recreation group have a group of trained supervisors that are available to do this. So over and over we we're using whatever resources Angie or the community can offer and trying to weave that into something that'll get people interested to um, come all the way from Halifax. So music's critical, daycare seem to make sense. Uh, the barbecue ribs, we want people's last memory to be a, a full tummy and a happy tummy. Uh, so the days gone by bakery where you stopped earlier, they'd never fed ribs to 400 people before, but. With that experience, maybe this year they'll feed 600. Uh, but they did a phenomenal job, they put some real nice touches on it. So the um, atmosphere around the barbecue and the bar were just fabulous. It's the kind of activity that includes 20, 25 different communities. And from my perspective, the municipality is kind of in a no-win situation sometimes. They do something in one village and 28 other villages want to know why they didn't have the same thing. So this is one event that is inclusive to 25 or 30 different communities. So hopefully that adds value to the area. It's, um, it, it helps get volunteers. We had uh, somewhere over 100 volunteers 
and that's huge because you know there's there's no money to pay staff for this stuff, but the locals loved it. It was, it was entertainment for the day. And the, prior to the Fondo, I know one other guy with a bicycle up the shore, so two of us with road bikes. There's just no bikes here, and suddenly people saw 250 bikes go past their door. It was kind of neat, and all the neighbors knew. Everybody in all the villages knew what time the bikes were coming, so most of them rode. And the riders really loved that. It was going through Larry's River and the amount of cheering. And it had to be over 100 people on the bridge at Larry's River, and it was just like a Tour de France thing, and nobody was expecting it. So the pictures of Larry's River, people got all these fancy smiles going, because like, where did this come from? We are absolutely in the middle of nowhere. Definitely the community supports this. I mean, it's not going to be 100%, but the, the residents raved. The councillors love it. Um, the feedback from the riders, I mean, with, with that many volunteers working at the event site, they kept hearing the feedback. So it left no doubt in the minds of various local people how our visitors felt about it. And there was a level of excitement that, beyond what I might have expected, but quite unanticipated. It was uh, unbelievable excitement. And even now we get emails that, oh, I can't wait, I can't wait. Yeah. Isn't that cool? We've, we've created something that people can get excited to drive a little bit out of the way and come to Geisbro. That was Rob Carter, cyclist and community builder. This has been Voices, Stories of Change, from Nova Scotians inspired and motivated to see possibilities and act on ideas to bring people together. Learn more about Geisbro's Lost Shores Grand Fondo at Lost Shores Gran, G-R-A-N, Fondo.ca. The event will take place September 9th. Registration is now open. You can find previous episodes of Voices at EngageNovaScotia.ca, on iTunes, or by using the Stitcher radio app. Do you have a story of local engagement, community development, or innovation that you'd like to share? Email me at Jeff at EngageNovaScotia.ca. Find Engage on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at EngageNS. Art for this series is by Megan Rushton. You can find her at meganrushton.com. Songs are by Rich O'Coin. You can buy his music on iTunes.